Greetings, gamers. I'm Bedroth. I'm Shoot the Pow. And I'm Dusklight. And you're listening to Very Good Music, a VGM podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to... And I'm Shoot Kapow. Yeah, another show with Shoot Kapow, like, actually here. It has been a couple of weeks of other special guests that have been really, really nice, uh, but it is also nice to have you back in the co-host chair with me. It's only been like eight hours since I've been awake. Yeah. Wow. Because you and our other guest here were up late last night with band stuff. Yay, we spent 16 hours doing contest stuff. It was great. We also ate Pizza Hut, and I forgot how incredibly no, wait, good Pizza oh, Hut cheese pizza is. Yeah. It was a Pizza Hut. It was Papa, it was Papa John's. John's. It was Pizza Hut. You said it was Papa John's. I was mistaken. Incorrect. Mistaken. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, it was Pizza Hut. I forgot how good Pizza Hut. It was one o'clock in the morning. Is. Yeah, and so, there were a lot of bugs. Yeah, there sure. Was so, so many, like my freshman year, <clears throat> we were at that same contest, and there were so many bugs in the stands There's because always of bugs. because Actually, of the remember, lights. Remember you telling me about this? Yeah, there were so many. Yeah, all the time. Why? Well, that would like actually be a really perfect segue into our topic. Uh, yeah. So, you know what? I'll hold off on the previews for the rest of the season and other stuff until the end, and we'll just go ahead and go right into the topic. We actually uh, used our. Uh, play-in music, like we've been doing this season, we're using play-in music from a featured composer instead of our regular theme song, which does still play at the end of each episode, or some variation of it, by the wonderful Skeletroy. Uh, but, what was our play-in track from this time? Bug Fables. Bug Fables, which was developed by Moonsprout Games and published by Dongan Entertainment, released on multiple platforms in 2019, and composed by... Tristan Ulrich. Yes. Who's very good at, at, at video game compose. Yes. He's only done bug fables. We are interested, we are very interested to see where Tristan Ulrich goes from here. Tristan is a French composer, uh, and singer songwriter, and multi instrumentalist, and music producer. And he has brought his talents to video games, film, theater, etc. And yeah, so his musical background is primarily in Western artistic music. He's a classically trained pianist and organist, but his musical influences and interests span a wide range of various genres, which I think you can probably hear in this soundtrack. Things like rock, jazz, funk, electronic, bluegrass, hip-hop, metal, prog, psychedelia, which... I don't think I've heard of that, but probably something like The Doors, which y'all probably never heard of. His friends call him Spooter. <clears throat> and uh, Bossa Nova. What, his friends call him Spooter? Yes, that's one of the tracks. One of the jazz ones. It's very jazz. Oh, the name of the track is My Friends Call Me Spooter? No, it's no, his, his, his friends, friends call, call him, him Spooter, Spooter, and then in parentheses, don't call him Spooter. Ah, uh, is that one of our tracks today? No. Oh, it's not? We, we could be saving it for a spider episode. We could. Maybe. We're going to be doing something a little bit different. Every one of our other episodes this season has been a focus on a single video game music composer. All of these are names that go back a long way and are pretty established in the business. 
And I think that that probably goes for a couple of our artists tonight, but also, I mean, really, these are all up-and-coming artists. These are artists who have hit the scene, uh, for the most part, sometime within the last 10 years. Uh, even though, like, in the case of at least a couple of them, they've been doing music for much longer than that, this is when they really kind of came into, into popularity. And Tristan is the first one we're going to focus on. He does have over 10 years of live music experience, from accompanying gospel choirs to singing in a death metal band, so really runs the gamut there. <laughs> he is a bassist, keyboardist, and singer, and now video game music composer. So one thing that I think is pretty cool is that for his recordings, he generally plays all of the instruments and performs all of the vocals. So yeah, he's like a one-man show. Wow. It's like uh, Insane Rain. Well, we've gone off on a couple of tangents now, so why don't we just go ahead and get into some of the music? How does that sound? We're going to be playing in blocks tonight, and Shukapau has got the first block with his chosen composer of Tristan Ulrich. And if I didn't mention it before, the play-in track was the title theme from Bug Fables, which we'll talk a little bit about the game as we go. Uh, Shukapau's mentioned it before. Shukapau, which song would you like to go with first? Let's go with High Above Bee Kingdom. High Above Bee Kingdom from Bug Fables, which was already previously stated again. And you don't need to say that every single time. It's okay. You can just say from Bug Fables. And speaking of Bug Fables, what is this game? You've played a A decent game about paper and Mario bugs. Yay. It's just Paper Mario style. This is where the Paper Mario part came from. Um... And it stars bugs. The characters are bugs. Yes. And how, how does this game start out? Um, basically, you... Not you. This, there's this, like, this, this beetle guy. His name is Kabu. And he teams up with this bee named Vi, which is just spelled V-I. Mm-hmm. And they go to this cave to retrieve an artifact for the Ant Queen. And... They find this moth named Leaf who can do ice magic, and that's your, you know, party of three for the game. Design-wise, I like the moth the best. The moth is very cool. Kobu, Vi, and... It's Kabu. It's Kabu. Kabu, Vi, and... Leaf. Leaf. L-I-E-F. Ah, okay. Like the animal crossing. So Kobu, V, and Leaf. L-E-I-F. 
I think. The movie in life. L-E-I-F. <laughs> You're not yeah. a pizza Yeah, okay. Alright, cool. Um, and then they we go... Will, we refuse to acknowledge And then you. they go on an adventure. Yep. Yeah. So, Bee Kingdom, have you gotten here in your playthrough yet? Yes. What is it like? Um, is this where Vi is from? Yes. Makes sense. <laughs> is um, there, like, family drama and angst? I mean, there's a bit of family drama. Okay. Cool. Cool. Mm, this this tune, no, not this tune is not angsty or dramatic. This tune was delightful. It was downright and jazzy. Yeah, and uh, Animal kind of Crossing. Jazzy. See, I, I, I kind of second feel of like a like there, there's a little bit of tension and sometimes some melancholy and jazz. Not necessarily though. This is like Koji Kondo jazz. Yeah, is, it's definitely got that Mario sort of sort of flair to it. And Dusk, you actually commented that it reminded you of a couple of other soundtracks. Yeah, I, I thought it was like Animal Crossing and Fantasy Life, like, mixed together. I could definitely hear some of that, too. And knowing that Tristan is doing all of the performing here, like, with the harpsichord and everything, that's really impressive. Like, this is a well-put-together piece of music. So, yeah. Uh, tell us about Bee Kingdom a little bit. Um, well, it's, it's a large beehive. Cool. And here you actually encounter two characters that you fought before, Mothava and um, Zosp. Mothava's like this big, famous actor person. Mm. Yeah, we actually played Mothava's theme on one of our, uh, as one of our patron picks on one of our episodes recently. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Oh, I think it was the Second Rivals episode, actually. Yeah. Uh, Patchpin, one of our listeners, brought Mothava to the show. So Nice. That was our first Bug Fables track. But anyway, Mothava and Zasp are there. Mm-hmm. Zasp is her wasp bodyguard, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's there's a wasp battle theme in this game, which is very cool, and has like five different time signatures. It does acapella. And Dusk really likes it, <laughs> apparently. I also really uh, like it. We'll have to do a, a, a bug episode sometime. Buddies. I mean, we can play it on the odd time signature episode when we do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I actually have it on that playlist. You mentioned that. We'll have to do that next season. It's one that's been a long time coming but okay cool and so you go to the bee kingdom and i assume they give you a quest or two and you complete it for them there uh yeah um there well so you go into okay why you're at the bee kingdom is you're like going around retrieving all these artifacts for the queen so mm-hmm. that you can find the everlasting sapling which is basically like hey that's the subtitle of the game yeah <laughs> it's like this immortality plant or something. Mm-hmm. So you're at the Bee Kingdom, so that uh, you can go and like borrow their artifact that they've been like trying to replicate, and they've almost got it. So uh, you're like going so they can give you the, their artifact that you can use to find the sapling. Cool. And then you get locked into the honey factory and have to fight your way out. Okay. So, yeah. Seems like. Are, are most of the areas that you've been to kind of like that? Like, do they follow sort of a pattern, or are they all pretty unique and different? They're all they're all unique. Cool. Because, um, like, the area before this was all, like, nature-y, and you had to fight this plant goddess. Uh, do you recommend our listeners check out this game? Yes. I also recommend that you check out the soundtrack. Uh, all of the tracks that we are playing today, I have purchased on Bandcamp. I actually missed Bandcamp Friday, which is lame, because for those of you who don't know, Bandcamp is doing Bandcamp Fridays pretty regularly now, and if you buy music on Bandcamp Friday, every cent of it goes directly to the artist. It does not it does not go, um, none of it goes to Bandcamp itself, which 
I mean, you know, it's good to support Bandcamp because they're making this possible, but it's also really good when as much of it can go to the artists as possible. And the Bug Fable soundtrack is really also pretty lengthy. There are 84 cuts on this. It was not very expensive from what I remember. Uh, I'm actually not able to pull it up right now because it's in my library, so I can't see the price. But the link will be in the show notes, and I suggest that everybody go and check it out. Chukabao, what is our next Bug Fables track going to be? Next, we're going to be playing Team It's Getting Serious. That was Team It's Getting Serious from Bug Fables. Alrighty. Which now we're still previously stated. We're getting getting rolling here. That was uh that was some high quality upbeat jazziness right there. You, you said this is this is based on uh Paper Mario? I never would have guessed. <laughs> Anyone who has played Bug Fables before will have and like heard the basic battle theme will have been faked out by the beginning of that. Oh yeah? Yeah, it's got the same like intro. That's it's got cool. the same intro. It's actually like m- sort of modeled after the um, the basic battle theme. It's got some like you know, it's sort of like a double remix. Okay, a remix that remixes the melody. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha, cool. And as Dusk mentioned while we were listening, with a name like this, this has got to be some kind of like boss theme or something because well it's getting serious yeah um you've got a normal battle theme you've got team this one's stronger and then i think this is like the third sort of stage of recurring battle themes very cool well it definitely is a good battle track i really like that that synth noise you said it reminded you of of what game uh warrior yeah that 
Uh, that was and that was just a synthesizer yeah. plug-in. Like you can play that on electric piano, but it's really really cool, nicely done, and the brass on this is also very nice. I assume that that's maybe part of why you picked this. I like brass. No, I just <laughs> picked it because it's a really good battle theme. Cool, good stuff. Well, what is your next Bug Fables track going to be, Young Shu Kapow? We're going to be listening to Outskirts. Ooh, that From sounds Bugs mysterious. <laughs> Outskirts from Bug Fables. And why did you choose this bubbly little track? Because, well, I mean, it's always been one of my favorites from the game. It plays really early when you're going to um, Snake Mountain, the cave that you, that you go to. to... <laughs> yeah, it, it, it plays early in the game. Okay, so is Snake Mouth the cave where you encounter Leaf? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, it is early in the game. And you said this is the outskirts of the Ant Kingdom, where this takes place. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good stuff. So I have a question. What? Why Why is a beetle, a bee, and a moth getting stuff for the Ant Queen? I don't know, because like, they're good at it or whatever. The three horns never play with long necks. <laughs> None of them have necks, though. My name is Littlefoot. <laughs> so, great film, by the way. But, um, is there not some, like, basic division between the bug kingdoms? How is it that these three are, like, coming together? I think that, um, what I understand by now is that everyone unanimously agrees that wasps are jerks, and that's it. <laughs> oh, okay. So, the rest of them get along, but wasps are jerks. Yeah. We don't like wasps. Okay. They suck. I mean, that generally is true of the Bug Kingdom anyway, so. <laughs> uh, wasps are the only things that will usually go out of their way to hurt you, <laughs> but... Uh, some spiders, I think. <coughs> eh, most spiders will not, but... Or is that the spooter thing? Yes. Nice. <laughs> There's like two measures. <laughs> I know, because I arranged it on flat.io. Follow me at Lloyd Irving for Smash. You're really talking Shameless too quietly for the mic. <laughs> so, but I mean, it, it, it'll pick you up. But yeah. All right. Yeah. So that was that was cool. That was good stuff. ASMR moment. And all right. So I guess now we're gonna move on to to my block. Um. So 
I'm gonna Wait. be talking about. Wait, hold on. Don't we have another theme? Wait, what? We have another track to nah, play. We don't have another. Well, come what? on. The what? final boss is always the most important part of the game. Final boss. What is the final boss theme called? This last one is called Transcending, Overpowering, Everlasting. That was very final bossy right there. It was. That was transcending, overpowering, and, well, not everlasting because it was only like five minutes. But it was pretty long. <laughs> um, you can you can hear how, like, heavily it uses the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. What's that from? It's just a pattern in music. It's a dotted quarter note, and then another dotted quarter note, and then oh, just a quarter note. Gotcha. They I thought, like, it a bunch in the I song. thought the melody was, like, maybe a motif or something, but, uh... But yeah, that rhythm definitely the it's and that's got yeah. like a like a rising sort of 
Like, now it's, it's intensifying. <laughs> it's cool. Very good stuff. So yeah, what made you uh, what made you choose this one, besides the fact that it's, it's epic? Um, I mean, RJ specifically requested it. Ah, another friend of the show, your buddy RJ. He's kind of like your Prof Jeff. <laughs> and um, another little fun fact, I beat another Pokemon Leaf Green Nuzlocke recently. L-E-I-F. <laughs> You're so hilarious. Thank you. Um, and I used, I listened to this while I was fighting the champion. Is there a moth Pokemon? Or just butterfly Pokemon? There are multiple moth Pokemon, I'm pretty sure. There's Venomoth, which uh, was in Generation 1. Leaf. Your leaf is evolving into a Venomoth. Huh. There was Dustox. Yeah. Which sounds know. like it should be a cow Pokemon. I don't remember what that is. <laughs> a really like. dirty cow. Get it? Dust I, ox. Get it? Um, Crickets chirp. Man, I wish I y'all could see the faces my kids just made at me. <laughs> you I, should I put some cricket those, chirping sound, those, sound effects this in. This might be the only two moth Pokemon I'm pretty sure. But okay. um, when, I, when I did that, RJ was like, dude, like, I, I showed him my playlist of songs for the Elite Form Champion. He was like, okay, well, I didn't show him. But I said, I've got a playlist of songs <laughs> for the Elite Foreign Champion I'm going to use when I fight them. And he's like, you'd better have Transcending Overpowering Everlasting. And I was, and I was like, yes! Cool. We're on the same wavelength. Well, it's definitely, definitely a good final boss kind of song. Another fun fact, I have a newfound respect for the Pokemon Electrode. Because during the champion fight, I was at his Charizard, which was his last Pokemon, and I only had my Moltres and my Electrode left. So I switched into the Electrode, which Electrode is a really fast Pokemon. It's the fastest Pokemon in Generation 1, mm -hmm. and my level, like, 53 Electrode outsped his level 63 Charizard with Explosion and killed it. Wow. I summon my Charizard in attack mode. So I like... summon my Electrode, who eats Charizards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so your electrodes to you basically brought in as like a buffer, and then it ended up be ending the fight for you. Well, I mean, I brought it in to use Explosion. Oh, okay. Which I'd had on it. Gotcha. Nice. Very so, nice. Electrode is now definitely, I think, my top 20 Pokemon. So Bug Fables has definitely made its way into your uh, into your life. Yep. And it's a really good song. I Like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing where Tristan Allred goes from here. I did reach out on his Twitter after I tried to email him from the Bandcamp email that came up, and it just didn't work very well. Uh, but I didn't really give him a whole lot of time to respond, so if he does get back to me, then I'll maybe include a message in a future episode. But if not, and if you happen to hear this, Tristan, uh, very, very good work. We're big fans, and... Um, Thank you for sharing your music with the world. We're excited to hopefully share it with a few more people. I'm not sure I'm a big fan. Maybe a big air conditioner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't what's you leave all... leave the dad jokes to me? Yeah, yeah. What's with no. all the dad jokes tonight? <laughs> I mean, we're all like just full of corny jokes. It is candy corn season, you know. <laughs> I uh, like candy corn. I like the normies. What, what are we? I'm saving my twenty dollars for Halloween candy. What are we? What are we going to do on Halloween? So I was thinking we could just, like, stay home and, and vibe. I'm going to go trick-or-treating because I'm broke and I need free stuff. 
so I don't know. Uh, we we could stay here and hand out hand out candy. Yeah, just you and me. Maybe maybe blast some spooky VGM for the trick or treaters. Yeah, Ooh. that'd be fine. Yeah. That'd be fun. Ooh, ooh, you Ooh, then like, we can then we can put up a playlist. You of, you, you uh, can yeah. play the circus on loop. Hey, everybody who is listening, go to our Twitter or YouTube or Discord or wherever <coughs> and share with us some spooky tunes that we should use to play for trick-or-treaters on Halloween night. All right. So next, we are going to move to some songs by a composer who I did get to chat with on Twitter. I've actually chatted with her on Twitter a couple of times, and I actually emailed her to ask for some of her thoughts on the songs that we're going to be playing. This is also the only one of our blocks where everything is not coming from a single game. Uh, just because I wanted to kind of showcase some of Lena Rain's less known um, soundtracks. This is our singular block where all the songs are not coming from a single game. Yes. <laughs> nice, nice wordplay there, kiddo. What do you know that Lena Rain has done? Um, Pigstep from Minecraft and Celeste, and also some stuff from Deltarune Chapter 2. Yeah, yeah, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Dust, what do you know about Lena Rain? Uh, I know she did some stuff and oh, yeah, does also the cool fact music. She's gay. Not just gay. Ah. Uh, Lena's trans. Good for her. Whoa. And what's nice. also cool about that, she was on the team with uh, Maddie Thurston, the creator of, I believe it's Thurston. Uh, apologies. Human Rights. Yay. Yes, trans rights or human rights. If it weren't obvious from our episode last year with Naomi, our uh, wonderful, wonderful album artist who is also trans, we are definitely supportive of the whole LGBTQ community. And I'm very we all excited are to... the LGBTQ community. Yes. Well, I am not, but I am an ally. So, yes. like one topic at a time. <laughs> this is a very delightful person. <laughs> yeah, but, follow, uh, subscribe to One Topic at a Time on YouTube. Croop, 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 uh, okay. Channel Croop Croop. Okay. Also subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, Rain was on a team with uh, the creator of Celeste, obviously, because you would have to work with the game's creator when you are uh, composing for the game. That oh, creator is named Maddie Thorson, and they are also a member of the LGBT LGBTQ plus community. LGBTQ. Did you know? <laughs> And it was announced um, after the game was completed, because Maddie was still figuring out um, their gender at the time, it was announced that the main character of Celeste, Madeline, is also a trans woman. I was going to say that. Oh, you were going to say that. Sorry for stepping That's what I was going to say. Rain had an early exposure to music. Uh, She participated in choir at a young age. Her father was also a violinist. Uh, But she discovered, like music making through, of all things, a Sonic fan community. That's where she uh, was... Ah, uh, the old to make Sonic an fan community. That Sonic fan dub. That's where she was introduced to MIDI arrangements. Uh, and so first like she me. started making MIDI versions of songs that she knew, and then she started making original music. Yeah. Rain later attended Cornish College of the Arts for a degree in music composition. So again, classically trained. Uh, she is best known for her works on Celeste and also Guild Wars. Yep, yep, yeah. Guild Wars 2, which was developed by Arena Nets. Uh, she worked there for six years, composing for the Guild Wars 2 soundtrack. Uh, and she and McLean Deemer were the in house composers for the 2015 expansion Guild Wars 2 Heart of Thorns. Uh, she left there in 2016, and I believe she went straight into independent development. And in 2018, she actually released a game that she developed herself. Uh, the text adventure ESC, uh, short for Escape, of course, which we're 
We're going to be playing a track from that. Spoiler alert! So we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, she was the developer spoiler and the composer. After the spoiler, the visuals were created by Data Erase, and then in 2019, she released her debut standalone album, One Knowing. All of this music is fantastic, just so you know. I went through basically her whole discography, and seriously, go to her band camp and just spend an afternoon basking in some really awesome tunes. As you mentioned, she composed music for Minecraft, uh, creating four new pieces of music for the new 1.16 Nether update in 2020. And not a whole lot of people besides C418 have composed music for Minecraft. I think Garrett Coker has done some stuff... Uh, Grant Kirkhope actually did some stuff for Minecraft Dungeons, along with some other artists. Oh yeah, he that was the guy who did the, um, uh, the... Some did you just say the, that was the guy about Grant Kirkhope? Garrett, Garrett Coker? Oh, you, you weren't actually up to where I was in the conversation. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, Grant Kirkhope did some stuff for Minecraft Dungeons. You're referring back to when I mentioned that Garrett Coker did some stuff. Yeah, uh, that was the guy who did some of the stuff for the Minecraft battle minigame stuff that's in Smash. Yes, yes it is. I actually listened to, to Dance of the Blocks, the original, earlier. But according to my notes, Rain was actually the first composer other than C418 to compose Minecraft music. Recently, she has completed the soundtrack for the adventure RPG Chicory, A Colorful Tale, which I've heard is just a delightful game, and the soundtrack is also really great. It's been getting some play lately. Uh, she talks about this a little bit recently on Austin Wintery's podcast, uh, well, the AIAS Game Maker's Notebook podcast, which Wintery interviews composers for. And she also did some work on Sackboy, A Big Adventure, which is a spinoff of the Little Big Planet series. And you can hear her talk about that on episode 9 of An Evening at the Roost podcast with Brian and Stephen Kelly. So she's been very busy. Uh, she actually just recently completed a soundtrack for the upcoming game Moonglow, which will be releasing on October 26th. And the soundtrack drops on the same day. Rain is an award-winning composer. She has won the Game Score of the Year from the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers. Celeste was also nominated for Best Score or Best Music at the Game Awards 2018, and she has been nominated for a BAFTA. For anybody who doesn't know, that's the British Academy of Film and Television Arts. So she's definitely getting noticed in the VGM scene. Now, the first track we are going to be listening to comes from Hackmud. It's an MMO, not an MMORPG, just an MMO. It, it, it simulates 1990s hacker subculture through a text-based adventure. Players use social engineering, scripting, and cracks in a text-based terminal to influence and control other players in the simulation. So it literally is a game where you're trying to like hack other players and be the best hacker. So yeah, uh, Hackmud is the first game we're going to be featuring here. This was published and released by Drizzly Bear for Steam in 2016. You can still buy the game on Steam, and if it sounds like your kind of thing, go for it. The song we're going to be listening to is called Electro Heist.
Alright, so that was Electro Heist from Hack Mud, which doesn't sound like my super type of game, but this soundtrack is really cool. For anyone who has only heard Celeste or Chicory, this is a, obviously a very, very different sound. Uh, Rain said <clears throat> when I um, asked her about her thoughts on this track, I think when I was finishing up the music for Hack Mud, Persona 5 had just come out in Japan, and I was really energized by the heist music in that game. Heists in general are just really fun conceptually, so much build-up for one big, carefully planned event. While I wrote mostly ambient music for the game Hackma, there's two tracks for activating an intense super hacker mode to try and get away with some really sneaky business. I wrote Freak Out first, Freak Out with a PH, which is awesome. I almost went with that track. I definitely encourage <laughs> to listen to it. Uh, she said that was way more reliant on the original synth style of the rest of the game, but for Electro Heist, I wanted to go all out, so I brought out some fake electric guitar to really get that aggressive, cool vibe. It's definitely another favorite of mine. So, do you guys think she pulled that off? Electric, cool vibe? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what are y'all's thoughts on this track? Mega Man. I, get, I could hear some of that. like uh, More like Mega Man X than classic Mega Man. Or maybe Mega yeah. Man.exe, except I don't know what that soundtrack sounds like. But I could imagine this. It is... Electric. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> did, did it send sparks of electricity through you? No. Through your soul? I don't have one of those. Aw. That's okay. I still love you. Ah, stop. You bring my soul happiness, even though you don't have one. Alright. Um, you know who else doesn't have a soul? Hackers. Except for the ones that fight for, for, no, no, for no. good. Telemarketers. I almost took offense at that, but I'm not a telemarketer, I'm a consultant, so. <laughs> but this is really, really cool stuff. Um, very different from the Bug Fables sound. I don't think there's any song in Bug Fables that sounds quite like this. Yeah, I really like this. This is my jam. I think that uh, this would probably also be something that Ed Wilson of VG Embassy would like. Um, he does tend to like these sorts of more electro, uh, steamy type things. Not steamy and like the, the smooth jazzy sense, but um, our next track is actually very different from this, and it's really similar sounding. It's probably the most similar sounding to Celeste, which is going to be interesting when we get to our last track by Ring. But I also love the name of this track, which might be why I picked it. This is from a game called Panic at Multiverse High, which I'm going to have some stuff to say about because... Just on the strength of this soundtrack and on some of the stuff I read about it, I downloaded this game on Steam, and it's so fun. It was $5. It's a really fun game. We'll talk about it when we get back. Panic at Multiverse High was developed and published by Double Bear Productions, and it was released on Crisis Steam in 2016. What? Crisis at Fort Popprint. Uh, this has actually got some Crisis at Fort Popprint vibes, and the soundtrack also has some fantasy-like vibes, I think. Yeah. Um, not this track so much. This track really Darn. does sound a lot like Celeste. It's very good. I think you're going to like it. The name of the track is... Well, this is the theme for the Magic Club in Panic! at Multiverse High. And the name of the track is For Lack of Sausages. <laughs>
Once again, that was For Lack of Sausages, the theme for the Magic Club from Panic at Multiverse High. Sausage. Yeah. Sausage. Hey, we had that for dinner tonight. Sausage. 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 The breakfast theme among us mod. I can't talk. The breakfast themed among us mod. Yeah, what'd y'all think of this? It was... Good. Good? Good. Yeah. So... Sounded like Galaxy. In, uh... Mario Galaxy, specifically. (laughs) In Panic at Multiverse High, you can join up to 18 possible best friends in an insane adventure through a bizarre high school in this parody... Fire Emblem. Parody visual novel. You can have 18 best friends? Up to 18 possible best friends. That's not realistic at all. No, like, (laughs) you you could play, like, 18 times and have a different best friend every time. Oh. Well, you can have multiple best friends. Sans is the secret 19th best friend. Celebrate weird holidays. Take strange classes. Face down your rival at prom. Why did you just gesture at me when face you said down. take strange classes? Face down your rival at prom. Also, your rival is a... Your rival is a bird dressed in a Falco costume. Dance battle. Your rival is a tentacle alien monster. Oh. No, your rival is a bird in a Falco costume. No, he's a literal purple tentacle alien monster. And his name is Chad. No. I'm talking about the actual game. He's a bird in a falco costume. He's a bird in a falco costume. We're not there yet. We'll talk about Deltarune in a minute. Anyway. Oh, and there's a mystery, I guess. But Panic at Multiverse High. It's a very, very fun game. Definitely everyone check it out. You basically just, like, you wake up in this classroom and you don't know where you are or who you are, but somehow you know that you're late for school and your first day of school. And so you get to class and everybody knows your name for some reason, but you're like learning about all these classes and stuff. And this weird alien tentacle monster like threatens you outside the school. And apparently he's a bully and nobody likes him. He's purple. Wait. Yes. Like Susie. But he's Chad. Like Susie Delterum takes out a pack of Smarties and bites off half of it. Uh, But it's Chad. And yeah. I think that Chad is like the whole malevolent force who trapped everybody in this weird high school dimension, and really everybody's kind of hypnotized, but I've been reading about that kind of stuff in my uh, Justice Society of America run that Prof. Jeff lent me lately. He's a Chad. So. I don't Not. think he's actually, yeah, this predated the whole Chad thing, because it came out five years ago. But. Darn. <laughs> uh, and I also, I don't know, we'll get into that some other time, but I've heard that term Chad used in two very different ways. One very positive, one very negative. So, anyway, uh, this is negative Chad. Now, what did Lena Rain have to say about this track? She said, For being a tiny indie visual novel, not individual, but indie visual novel, I put a lot of love into Panic at Multiverse High's soundtrack, since my friend Annie designed and wrote the whole thing herself. And we'd been quest design partners on Guild Wars 2 for years, so we just worked pretty effortlessly together. Doing music for the clubs was tricky, because you basically only get to choose one during your playthrough. So I wanted to make sure that each one still used the same melody, but framed it completely differently, which was a fun composition challenge. For Magic Club, I wanted to go for a really mystical vibe, but ended up going off in a big dramatic tangent, which makes it stand out a bit as one with more emotion to it, despite being a pretty silly game. And it is a pretty silly game. For example, when you go into the Magic Club, you are first greeted by a rabbit, who you are then warned by the, uh, like, resident bird magician person, is actually actually a chaos spirit who is taking the form of a rabbit, and you better check your pockets every time he 
leaves the room. We're late. We're late for a very important date. And also there's this crocodile person who is in the magic club, and he's a transmutation magician, but the only spell he knows is how to turn people into chickens, and then he eats them. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. So, Why specifically chickens, though? Uh, that's just what chickens he knows. Gross. Yeah, it's 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 a very very funny funny game. I think that y'all would like it. But I actually played Shukapow and Dusklight, the other um, variations on this club theme. Uh, what did y'all think of the way that Rain kind of did that melody in these different styles? Very poggers. Yes, yeah. I concur. Was there a particular style that you remember liking as much as this one, or differently, or? I don't know. I liked the Magic Club one the best. This one? Yeah. I think the sports one was cool. It gave me, like, Undertale and Delta. Oh, yeah, that one was cool. The sports one is very cool. It's got more kids in it, and so obviously I like it. But, (laughs) um, yeah, it's uh, all of them are very cool. Everyone go check out this soundtrack. This one, I believe, was $5 on Bandcamp. I could be wrong. Some of these are just are pay, what you, pay, pay what you want, but they're all worth at least that much. And this soundtrack has 32 tracks on it. They're all really, really good stuff. So I do encourage everyone to check it out. There will also be a link to Lena's Bandcamp in the show notes. Now, the next track we are going to play from Ms. Rain is from the previously mentioned ESC, which I also downloaded on Steam because it looks really cool. This is the one that was developed by Rain herself with a small team of partners, um, and we'll learn about it a little bit when we come back. Uh, this was developed by Rain's own company, Radical Dreamland, which I love that name because Radical Dreamers, <laughs> Chrono Trigger, mm-hmm. uh, and also Dreamland, like Kirby. I don't know if either of those things came into play for her because I didn't think to ask her, but Radical Dreamland. This is on the web. You can actually go and play it at radicaldreamland.itch.io. I will uh, link that there in the show notes. You can buy it on Steam. This came out in 2018, and the track we are going to listen to is called Perception Shift.
That was Perception Shift from ESC, or Escape. Once again, also composed by Lena Rain. In this game, you enter the memories of the main character, Rain, as she explores the text-based world of Verdamuck, uh, V-E-R-D-A, and then capital M-U-C-K, a simulation of the old network within the vast, cerebrally interconnected network of the near future. Meanwhile, a mysterious individual known only as the Navigator exposes the truths of the Serenet, cerebral network, yeah, Serenet, as a conspiracy in the making begins to unfold. So it's kind of a mystery, text-based adventure sort of thing. Go check it out. And it sounds pretty cool. And I think this music sounds pretty cool, too. What do y'all think? Yeah. It's very synthy. It's very Poggers is what it is. It is very synthy. I feel like Bolt's Supreme would like this one a lot. Now, you were saying about some of the Panic at Multiverse high tracks that they reminded you of Undertale and Deltarune. Does this remind you guys of anything in particular? Hmm. Um, maybe maybe a little bit of Undertale, like... I feel like... You had a look on your face like it reminded you of something, but... Mm-hmm. It kind of sounds like... Like... Like web games, like on Cool Math. Oh, yeah. Like, hmm. it does have... I mean, it was originally a web game, I think, so it has that sort of... does have that feel to it. That sort of electro-synth tech sort of feel that probably somebody else could uh, subgenre a little bit better than I can. So she says that writing music for ESC, a game I designed and wrote, was a first for me, since I almost always write music for other people's stories and games. I had basically no ideas for how ESC would sound when I wrote it, so composing it after the fact was much like hiring myself as my own client. (laughs) Anyway, I originally wrote the song Navigator's Log as a recurring theme anytime you're reading parts of the narrative from from one specific character's perspective. It comes back over and over, so it becomes this earworm that you listen for. Very late in the game, which I won't spoil, the character has been absent for a while. But then I wanted to bring back their theme in a way that really made an emotional impact in the way it snuck in there and then exploded into a new version, which is Perception Shift. So that's why I really like this track in particular. So that's actually, that answer from her in email is why I went and downloaded the game, because I want to find out how this fits in in-game. It is really cool, the idea that she made the game herself and then wrote this music, because I feel like in that way, it's all very interconnected, and like the music is part of telling the story, and I really like that kind of thing. Um, I kind of feel like uh, that's part of what you and RJ are working on with your game, too. So I look forward to hearing more, more about that. So we're just about done with our specifically Lena Rain-based block here. The last Lena track we are going to listen to is from... uh, This is why I said it's interesting that um, For Lack of Sausages was the one that sounded the most like Celeste, because this is actually from Celeste Classic 2, Lani's Trek, or Lainey's Trek. Uh, This was published and developed by Maddie Makes Games, uh, for the web, and also for the Pico 8, which I'll talk about here in a little bit. It came out, actually, this past January. You can play it at mattmakesgames.itch.io slash celeste-classic-hyphen-2, which, again, there will be a link in the show notes. But this is the DX mix of Lonnie's track, which we're going to talk about the DX mix as well. Let's go ahead and get into it 
Once again, this is the really the in-game theme from Celeste Classic 2, Lonnie's Trek. That was Lonnie's Trek DX Mix, a remix of one of the in-game themes from Celeste Classic 2. What did y'all think of that? Well, you know what that was? What? Very good music. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to forget to do that. So, yeah, nice. Nicely it was. done. Boom. Have a great show. It was. Nice. Yeah, have a great show. <laughs> and you just, like... Have a great show. Not knowing what to say. Welcome to Shoot Kapow's World. You've gotten better, though. Just pump everyone and say, have a great show. Hey, have, have a, a great show. No, have a great let's show. go. Let's go. This, this sounds like a band thing. It yeah. is a band thing. <laughs> so what do y'all, what do y'all, do you have anything specific to say about this track? Uh, I like the percussion. Yeah, that's really what the DX mix adds. So the original in-game music, just like the whole game, was developed for the Pico 8, which... To really oversimplify it, this is a game engine created by Lexalawful Games, um, and it's designed to work like early 80s uh, computer systems. You can actually make like whole games on this website and download them, and they can be played on actual like Pico 8 machines that are made. But wow. it's a like a really easy way to make like super primitive games. But it's also really amazing what some people can do with these. There is a whole like server on 
Ed's Discord at the VG Embassy that is just dedicated to Pico 8's, like, games. And he and Ben Dadiah Dishman that presents the Video Game Music Podcast actually did a whole show of just Pico 8 tunes. So, I'm just glad to be able to show this. This is our first Pico 8 track on the show. This is a Pico 8 platformer about hiking around a mountain, a familiar mountain, and it was made in three days for Celeste's third anniversary. So they made this whole game and the whole soundtrack in three days. Wow. The DX Mix is a special version of the main BGM, exported from the Pico 8 and mixed in Ableton Live, which is a DAW, kind of like FL Studio. Uh, it added panning, reverb, and mastering, and some, some additional parts. And about this, uh, Lena had to say, I honestly can't believe we made a Celeste Classic sequel earlier this year. It feels like forever ago now. Writing something new, but also Celeste, but also chiptune, was really challenging. But I took a lot of inspiration from the new character, Lonnie's special move, the grappling hook. I say grappling hook, what do y'all think? Grappling hook! Mabel. Yeah, Mabel Pines. Yeah. I think they would fit really right in. Like, if Maddie from Celeste was going to be in a cartoon, it would be Gravity Very Falls. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Ooh, imagine if Mabel's name had been Maddie. Ooh, that would have been really cool. But, special move, the grappling hook... Because Madeline and Celeste had a double jump, all of her melodies were based on a lot of up-and-down motion. For Lonnie, it was all horizontal movement, so I wrote a melody that tried to carry the vibes of first steps from Celeste forward, but with a focus on this sort of escalating repetition. I love to write themes that evoke motions the characters use, so it was a good challenge to take on. What do you think about that, Chupa? It's like composition theory there. Yeah. Do you think there's a... What other games do you think work? Well, um, like that. I feel like maybe Chrono Trigger, although with an RPG, it's a bit different. Hmm. Maybe stuff like Mario plus Rabbits, but those don't have that doesn't have character themes. I almost said those, <laughs> and that totally like it. It works now. Yeah, because there's going to be another one. We'll talk about that <sighs> later this season. But but yeah, it's uh, I think Chrono Trigger. Uh, you have a good point there because Ayla's got that uh, bombastic dude. Do, 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 do. And all of her moves are about like hitting really hard, <laughs> and uh, Robo's theme is you know it's it's kind of kind of smooth. It can be hard hitting at times, but it's that's like him as well. And of course, Frog has got the legendary epic theme. But I think this is a this is really cool, and it really shows the amount of thoughts that Lena puts into her compositions. Man, we've got an Act Razor remake now. Imagine a Chrono Trigger like full remaster. I really don't want to go down that really hopeful rabbit trail. Oh, maybe maybe sometime we need to do like a remastered tunes version sometime, like where we do like um, upgrades of classic themes. So overall, uh, after listening to these four songs. What do, what do y'all what do y'all think about Lena's music? It's very different and also very cool. Very yes. very different from other stuff, or very different from each other. Both. No, the second one. The second one, very different from. So it's 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 varied. <laughs> it's varied. Got a lot of range. Well, scale. Yeah. Well, we are actually not quite done with Lena just yet, because in leading into our next block of tracks, we're going to play a couple of tracks from Deltarune. As Shukapal mentioned, there were a couple of tracks that Lena worked on for this game. Here is what she says about what happened. For Deltarune, 
I got involved to help Toby out because he had posted asking for assistance last year due to his wrists, making it hard to do everything needed to finish up Chapter 2. Toby's music means a lot to me, because seeing Undertale blow up like that felt like the ultimate validation to just keep doing the music that makes me happy, rather than trying to fit anyone else's style. It was a really fun process, and I mostly helped him realize the compositions he'd written, but was unable to finish arranging. For Attack of the Killer Queen, it was about half finished, but I took some chords and melodies transcribed out for piano and studied the parts of the arrangements that were finished and filled in the piece so it was complete. I worked in Toby's project file, which was fun because I'd never done that kind of direct collaboration before. Most of the sound choices were Toby's, but he wanted some sort of wild operatic vocals for the end, so I pulled out some choir and soloist samples from a Final Fantasy VI sound font to use there. Toby, I saw a recent video about how Toby Fox composed the music of Undertale. He's got like a bunch of different sound files, like a bunch of sound packages that he downloaded and imported into FL from games like Earthbound, Final Fantasy, mm -hmm. uh, I think Mario 64. Yeah, that was the thing that it was a challenge, but it was also, it's really cool now because we have these huge libraries. When you worked on the SNES, you basically had to create your own samples or use already existing sample libraries. And so we have these really great, very distinctive sound fonts like what Yuzo Koshiro used in Actraiser, of course Mario, uh, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI. You've got like these specific sorts of sounds. And the fact that Lena used like existing sound fonts from old SNES games like Toby does is also really cool that, that she brought that to, to this track. She said, For Cyber Battle, all of the backing tracks had been finished, but the solo melody needed to be added. So I took what Toby recorded and transcribed it for the melody and added some harmony parts as well.
And that was Attack of the Killer Queen and Cyber Battle from Deltarune Chapter 2. Composed by Toby Fox and with a musical assist from Lena Rain. And in the case of Attack of the Killer Queen, also from Marcy Neighbors, uh, one of Lane's former compatriots on the Materia Collective. And that's going to bring us into our Toby Fox block, which has been curated by our very own Dusklight. Hello. What to say about Toby Fox that has not already been said? A lot to say (laughs) about Toby Fox. So Toby Fox was born October 11th, 1991, exactly nine years and one day after me. He is an American video game developer and composer based out of Manchester, New Hampshire. He actually got started out as a forum member on the Earthbound fan site Starmen.net under the alias That's blocked on our computers. Under the alias Radiation, where he managed the website's PK Hack Forum until 2011. He first entered the public eye with his infamous Earthbound Halloween hack, also <laughs> known as Press the B Button, Stupid, <laughs> which was a submission for Starman.net's 2008 Halloween Fun Fest. He has said that he is embarrassed by this Halloween hack and has dubbed it a bad ROM hack with swears. <laughs> he actually began his career as a musician for the webcomic Homestuck. Dusk, you mentioned, uh, or you uh, showed some recognition earlier for Homestuck. What is that? Uh, I don't really know. I don't really know anything about it, but, like, some of my friends know about it. So, I think I it before. Fox has also composed for a number of other independent video games, and has contributed to the soundtracks of Pokemon Sword and Shield and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Shukapal, what did Toby do for Pokemon Sword and Shield? Battle Tower theme. He plays when you fight things in Battle Tower. Okay, and what did he do for Smash Ultimate? Megalovania. Right, so he actually rearranged his own song when Sans made it into Smash. Fox also composed the soundtrack for Little Town Hero fairly recently, but that is not what we are going to be talking about. We are going to be talking about follow-up to Undertale, which is what, Dusk? Deltarune. Uh, Deltarune Chapter 2 just came out very recently as we record this, and actually just dropped on Switch even more recently. And I believe that Dusk has brought us a mixture of tracks from both games. Is that right? Yep, Chapter 1 and Chapter 2. Alright, well, we have got four tracks that we are going to be playing for y'all today. Dusk, which of these tracks would you like us to listen to first? Uh... Let's just go ahead and do a Cyber's World. Alright, so we're going to be listening to a Cyber's World. All of these tracks come from Deltarune, which was released... Well, Chapter 1 was released in 2018. Chapter 2 released this year in 2021 for multiple platforms, although Chapter 2 right now is just on PC and Switch. Of course, composed by Toby Fox, and we'll talk a little more about this whole chapter thing when we get back.
that was a Cyber's World from Deltarune Chapter 2. Alright, so we're starting out with something in Chapter 2. How does a Cyber's World relate to Cyber Battle that we just heard? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure... Well, I'm not exactly sure, but I'm pretty sure that Cyber Battle plays... Like, Cyber Battle plays when you fight the Brigand Resistance music player guys. Oh, those guys. Um, yeah, so there is a specific band of, like, <laughs> band. Um, there's a, speci- there's a specific band of guys that you fight pretty early on into the playthrough. That's where a, a Cyber Battle plays. And then a Cyber's World plays when you first enter the Cyber World. <laughs> okay. No. You, have you beaten Chapter 2 yet? Not yet, but I'm very close. I'm pretty much fighting the final boss right now. And how far into Chapter 2 are you, Shukabel? Um, I just played some today. I just finished the swan boat ride thing. So pretty close to where Dusk is. Okay, cool. Alright, and from what I've gathered, this whole thing kind of takes place in like an amusement park type area. Um, not really. It's more of like... Because I've seen teacups and now swan boat rides, so... It's more like an electronic city, and it does have some, like, amusement park themes. Gotcha. Well, this was a, this was a neat song. Shoot, pal, you recognized something in the instrumentation there. Yeah, there was Earthbound sound effect. We were just talking about that, about how different composers use different sounds, and that's something that Toby definitely does. Yes. So... He, he made FL Piano sound good in one of his tracks in Undertale. Yes, that's pretty impressive. Alright, well, Dusk, what song would you like us to play next? Um, next, I'm gonna play The World Revolving from Chapter 1 of Deltarune, which... I kind of thought we might finish on the song. <laughs> nah, I mean, hey, let's not put... put... Chaos, chaos. <laughs> Let's not make too big a deal out of it, since Chapter 1 was, like, what, two years ago? Right. Might as well finish with a recent track. Well, alright then, we'll listen to the world revolving, and then we're going to talk a little about this track right after we come back.
And that was The World Revolving from Deltarune Chapter 1. Now, I recognize this tune. This has been kind of a, a thing. Yeah, it's the next Megalovania. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about this track, where it plays in the game, and what you like about it. But yeah, this track plays during the secret boss fight, uh, who is actually one of my favorite characters. I really like him. Uh, his name's Jebel, and he's sort of like this crazy jester guy. He's pretty fun. He's Loki. Uh, yeah, kind of, a little bit. He's just kind of a chaos being, right? <laughs> yeah. And um, now, there are several characters that actually have counterparts from Undertale, right? Yeah. Yes. Like, the, the teacher lady is Alphys. Yeah, well, yeah, there's a lot of Undertale characters in Deltarune. But Jebel is not from Undertale. Yeah, all of the Darkners aren't from Undertale. Darkners? Yeah, they're the people from the Dark World. Okay. The Dark World I is... hope Sans plays a major role in Deltarune in the future. That'd yeah, me cool. too. Maybe, uh, like, Sans goes to the Dark World. <laughs> Toby has said that this is the second game in the Undertale series, so it would seem like there is going to be some kind of thematic, like, continuity. I mean, but... Sans has been there, like, as a cameo so far. He shows up, and you can, like, chat with him, and he's like, hey, hey, maybe you should, like, come over tomorrow. Oh, and is it really Sans? Yeah, yeah, it's really Sans. Okay. wow. There's an option for, like, nice to see you again. And he's like, nice to see you again, too. Especially considering I have no idea who you are. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Wink. Wow. Yeah. Well, this, this track so, is... he basically invites you over to, like, spend some time with Papyrus... Cause no sound, but the distant trousling of bones. Yeah. So then the next day, in chapter two, you can go over there, and you're like, he's like, yeah, the, the brother thing is gonna have to wait, like, maybe a few days, 200 years. That was the difference. And you can see a little grocery store skit with Sans and Toriel making egg puns and then Asgore. Oh, Asgore. Yeah, it gets kind of awkward. Oh. I bet. Okay. Huh. So, this track is pretty awesome. Um, this is like a. You said this is. You said this is like a secret boss fight. Yep, Jevil's a secret boss. So basically, you can collect like these keys that are hidden around uh, the dark world. So if you get all the keys, you can. Uh, if you get all the key shards, you can fix them into one key, and then you can go and open the door that he's trapped behind. Uh, and then you can or that find everyone him. else is trapped behind except him. Yep, he does put it that way. It's all based on perspective. So that was the world revolving. And now as the world continues to revolve, I think it's time for us to move on to the next We're going track. very fast right now. Yep, yes, definitely. Are. You're careening through space at thousands of miles per hour. Yay. Miles per hour. But we don't go flying yeah. off Tails. because of We're talking gravity. about Delta Rune, not Sonic. P-Rock. But, 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 but if the, the world stops spinning suddenly, we'd all go flying off into space because we're going really, really fast Momentum. even if we don't feel it. Momentum. What would happen to the stuff, like, going around the Earth if, if, if it stopped revolving somehow? I think they would just keep revolving around it because of the gravity The gravity still would the still be the same. So the people on the ISS would still be alive. Yep. Because yes. they're not connected to the gravity of the Earth. So they'd be able to go back down and recolonize. 
Well, but if the Earth stopped moving, it wouldn't be habitable anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah. What? What would it? What would happen? The part that's facing the sun would get baked, and the part that's not facing the sun would freeze. How did like be able to stand on Earth if it wasn't revolving? Because if we're like die. going really fast right now, it would, it would probably feel, feel about the same as it does, but really hot or really cold, because. Because of the relative size, we don't feel the rotation of the Earth, and so that wouldn't really matter much, unless we were on it when it stopped rotating. <laughs> but, yeah, otherwise, it's interesting. Science podcast. Yeah, so what is the next track actually called? So the next track is called Lost Girl from Deltarune Chapter 2. was Lost Girl from Deltarune Chapter 2. Alright, that was... That brought it down a little bit. Not in a bad way. It's kind of kind of mellow. Melancholy. It was good. Melancholy. Sort of slow, piano, synthy type tune. Yep. There's, so, lo- oh, there's lots of synth in Deltarune Chapter 2. So what's going on here? Who's the Lost Girl? Uh, well, this is actually Noelle's theme, and Noelle is, like, she was kind of a minor character in chapter... (laughs) She is a minor, (laughs) but that's not relative to the topic. Wait, like a a minor, like, she goes into mines and stuff? Or she's underage? she's underage. Oh, okay, go ahead. Um, because they're in high school. She doesn't get to drink ketchup. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, um, but yeah, she was, she was a minor character in Jelter in Chapter 1, but this time she is actually with the party as they go into the cyber world. A minor character, a minor character, by the way, isn't she only appeared one time? Actually, no, she appeared, like, multiple times, and you can go see her out after you. Oh, yeah, well, one Spoiler alert! Ugh, yeah. But anyway, you can see her in Chapter 1, but only if you really, like, seek her out. Um, but in Chapter 2, she's, like, got a pretty major role as part of the uh, protagonist group. And, uh, by the way, Noel X Susie for the win definitely implied ha 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 ha. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> 
Good hey, so Sans has come to join us. Okay. Here, let me, hold on, let me, let me give, give him this translator thing. Hey, 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 fellas, what's up? We're doing a podcast. You want to join us? Sure. Have you, have you played Deltarune yet? Uh, can't say I have. I mean, you did befriend Chris's mom last night, didn't you? Yeah, that I did do. <laughs> I also befriended your mom last night. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so Sans is kind of a player. Who knew? Oh, yeah. For, uh, for such a such a husky boy. Oh, sorry, big boned. <laughs> this, is, this is cool. Nice, nice song, Dusk. What do you have to uh, sort of set the tone for the end of our show here tonight. Well, the end ending theme is called Hip Shop. And this plays during chapter one and chapter two. Hey, it's what's this bone man doing in here? Oh oh crap, I gotta, I gotta go I gotta leave. My I leave I leave for one minute to get water and and this this guy thinks he can come in here and take over my role on the show. What the? Actually, where'd I, he go? I thought it was just you and your Sans mask. That you know that was Sans, right? He broke the fourth wall. And Dang you, it, Sans! And you scared him away. <laughs> well, he's gone now. But yeah, anyway. That's all right. He probably just would have distracted us anyway. So, Chukapa, uh, we were just about to play Hip Shop, and Dusk is telling us where it plays. Uh, yeah, this is a shop theme. It plays... That makes sense. Ha <laughs> ha! It plays... No! I'm going to kill the microphone. <laughs> the microphone's not doing anything. It's us. It's I'm going to kill the, you. The, the, when seasoned, the microphone is sus. The seasoned professional podcasters with over 50 episodes under our belts. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how we've made it this far. I don't know either. Okay. Especially at the end of doing Sands. We're going to let you talk now. Come on. Uh, okay. Hip Shop plays where? Hip Shop plays Why? in the Chapter 1 Rules Card Shop and the Chapter 2, whatever it's called, Mr. cafe thing. Mr. Butler died. Yeah, he, there's like a butler guy that runs yeah, but the he shop. came in here and demanded to be promoted to butler supreme. Uh, rules. So we had to kick him out. Please do not mention that man again. Ha. Okay, well let's take a listen to Hip Shop, and we'll be back to close out the show in just a few minutes. The hip shop from Deltarune. 
chapters one and two. That's why I just said Deltarune. Yeah. That was that was smooth. Jazzy. Yeah, I liked it. Jazzy, oh yeah, as in Glockenspiel. Nice kind of low-key, uh, low-key way to end out our romp through these three young, younger, upper-and-cominger composers. Oh man, you just wait for the blooper reel. It's anything but smooth and jazzy. I mean, it's pretty jazzy, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, the blooper reel theme, for anybody who hears it and is wondering, is called Checker Dance. And you will definitely get a taste of that. But... It's from Chapter 1 of Deltarune. We are actually about done now for the evening. Uh, Shukapau, Dusk, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. You too much for playing my game. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, next Drunk week, I am going to be joined once again by a special guest because Shukapau and Dusk have yet another band thing this weekend and will Yay. not be able to record. <laughs> so I'm going to be recording with Skeletroy, and we are going to be playing some songs by composers chosen by our lovely patrons. Uh, of whom Skeletroy is one, but I promise we won't only do tracks picked by him. <laughs> We're going to be covering quite a few composers next week, even more than we did this week, so stay tuned for that. And after that, we will be getting back to our one composer per week thing for a while. We have some uh, fun stuff planned for the coming season. We also have a couple of bonus episodes planned. We are doing something kind of spooky for Halloween that we might have alluded to earlier. And later in the season, we are going to be playing some songs composed by none other than Shukapau and myself. Okay, so so I just remembered a funny story yeah. from this morning, actually. So we had, we had bands this morning, as we do every weekday morning, except Monday. Yeah. And so we went back into the band hall, and we all went in the brass room. And uh, the brass room is all decorated for Halloween. We've got like a bunch of cobwebs and stuff everywhere. Um, and so one of the trumpet players got this like big, hairy, gray spider. And the senior trumpet player, who's the section leader, his name is Lucas. One of the other two senior trumpet players put the, the big spider in his locker. And like they 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 blocked up his locker with uh, one of the black music binders, so he took it off. And it was like, <laughs> <laughs> and he like, he like screamed like a little girl. <laughs> it was hilarious. Wow. Nice, nice, very nice. All right. Well, so yeah, we're going to be hearing from Skeletroy. We'll actually be hearing from Skeletroy again a little later in the season when we talk about one of his and my favorite composers. Alex Messenger will be joining us to talk about Mick Gordon, as we talked about last week. <laughs> Shukapau will be Speaking with us on both of those episodes. And I think Dusk is going to be joining us on one of our bonus episodes, so this is not the last you're going to hear from either of my kiddos this season. Um... As usual, you can find us online at BGM Pod on Twitter. You can find Shukapau at Shukapau. You can also find us on YouTube. Just search BGM Podcast or just Google BGM Podcast. I recently found out that we pop up like all over the first page because I 
put it in the, in the name of the show. You can also find us on the Discord. Link is in the show notes. And it is a hopping place, so come check that out. And you can also find Shukapow at flat.io. I think that his name is the same, even though the last Recon told him that he needed to change it now. <laughs> I'm not shaming. I'm not shaming hey, hey, until hey. Lloyd gets in Smash. Hey, hey, Lloyd Irving for the next Smash game. Yeah. There you go. So Lloyd Irving for Smash is Shukapow's uh, flat.io username thing stuff. And yeah, I think that that is it. I may be popping up as a guest on a show or two later this season. I will definitely let you know if I do. Uh, I will be featured on an upcoming episode of the VGM Fight Club. I'll be facing off against Hammock, the host of KVGM The Last Wave, and we're going to be playing games from the publisher Atlas, so everybody come and check out that show on which I am a frequent participant. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I think that that is everything. Chukabao, Dusk, am I forgetting anything? Uh, apparently we have a Spotify, which I just found out today. Oh yeah, you can find the podcast pretty much anywhere. Of course, we're on YouTube, and our home is on Anchor, but you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, lots of other pod places. So, but yes, we are definitely on Spotify. And, yeah. Are we forgetting anything else? We actually oh, yeah. forgot shout, something that time. Shout, shout out to Icarus if if, you, if you're hearing this, because my friend Icarus listens to the podcast now. Cool. Yeah, Icarus is your buddy on the the Rainbow SMP server on Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Y'all been doing Minecraft lots of fun stuff this play. summer. Yeah. So, Dusk, anything from you that I'm forgetting? Nope, not really. Chukapow. Play Deltarune. <laughs> Anything else? Yes. Do go out play all of these games. Uh, you can buy all of them. Um, they're all for sale. You can also download all the soundtracks at Bandcamp. I will have Bandcamp links for Tristan, Lena, and Toby in the show notes, as well as links for our artists and patrons. Uh, thank you all very much for your support. And, um, yeah, thank you. You know what? I haven't listed them in a while, so thank you to our patrons Alex Messenger, Skeletroy, Ryan Steele, Kung Fu Carlito, Forrest Shamlian, Sprintcade, and, of course, the mysterious Nathan. Our artists are Naomi Rubin, Carlos Leon Roman, also known as Kung Fu Carlito, Ben the Dyad Dishman, and our theme song guy, whose music you're probably about to hear right now if you're not already hearing it, is Skeletroy. <laughs> Until next time, play very good games, be very good people, and keep listening to very very good good music. music. Well, I was gonna let you go, but then you stopped, and so then yeah. I did that. Alright, so Oops, that was your glasses. Alright. Okay, we're gonna use that as the blooper reel because that's not gonna go well over the music, I'm sorry. Blooper reel starts.
Alright, welcome back everyone to... And I'm Shukapow. Yeah, another show with Shukapow, like, actually here. Like, yeah. on the first two episodes of this season. But ball. And I guess was what? Up I'm... Oh, I'm I was up. I, we were both up until 1.30, maybe one, 2 o'clock. And 40 seconds in, we already have looper reel material. And yeah. guess what? I'm here too. Yeah, so... Yeah. Alright, let's try it again. Which was developed by Moonsprout Games and published by Dongan Entertainment, released on multiple platforms in 2019. That's going to be really annoying to edit out. <laughs> Is that one of our tracks today? No. Oh, it's not? We, we could be saving it for a spider episode. We could. Maybe. And you know what? Maybe since we've mentioned it, we can use that for the blooper reel, because I don't have pick one big down. I did have pick one big down. Or we could save it for a spider episode. And Delta Rune music is much more suited for blooper reel. There uh, would yeah. be a good Delta Rune blooper music. Okay, alright. A good Delta Rune blooper music. I can talk. Alright. No, you can't. Well, we'll do, we'll do spiders next time. That would be really good for next October, when we're not doing a... Ooh... Thought. Anyway, um, yeah, so. Cool. We're on the same wave. We're on the same wavelength. Well, it's definitely, definitely a good final battle. Final fight. None, of, none of us can talk. Definitely a good final boss kind of song. Uh, I talk good. Yeah, he's like a one man show. Wow. It's like uh, Insane Rain. Or Pinkie Pie. Or Lightning McQueen. <laughs> we quit, Mr. One-Man Show. <laughs> I don't think there's any game in Bug Fables that sounds quite like this. Game in? Game. Bug any game in Bug Fables? Any, I'm tired. Any song in Bug Fables that sounds quite like this, what do you think? Dang. You're not as tired as someone who just stayed up until 2 in the morning because it's banned. And I what mean, time did you wake up today? Like... 12. <laughs> I woke up at 10 11. Yeah, this 12. one got like 8 hours of sleep, and you got like 12 hours of sleep. 10 hours. I can't do math. Anyway, uh, back to this. Yeah, so it sounds like it's it's really cool, and the fact that they both sort of came to, to this. The fact that Lean. Lean. The fact, the fact that Lena used. Um, What do you think about that, Chukpo? It's like composition theory there. Yeah. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, yes. Yeah, I think it's, it's cool. Do you know what I said? I definitely wasn't doing Rasengan with Dusk. <laughs> I wasn't listening. Yeah, so I'm totally going to say it again, and then you're going to tell me what you think about that. Course composed by Toby Fox and... Toba Fox by Toby Fox. But yeah. This is <laughs> Oh no. Uh, <laughs> not what you do with microphones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. How are you ever going to be a YouTuber? Can you please stop eating the microphone? <laughs> You're making noise. Um. I've got so, to make an announcement. Okay, go ahead. Sonic the Hedgehog proceeds <laughs> to swear multiple times. Wow. Is that from something? Sonic fan dub. It's the Eggman's announcement thing I showed you. Ah, uh, okay. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, no, we're not going to go there. This is a, a PG rated podcast. All right. Family friendly. Yay. Um, Hack Mud, which is a massive. Massive. A massive. It's which a massive. It's a massive. It's an MMO creating four new pieces of music for the new 1.16 Nether update in 2020. It's 1.16. <laughs> 1.16, sorry. And not a whole lot of other people besides C is it C418 or C418? How do people say it? I think C418. That's what I thought. Uh, reviewers... Be the very best. <laughs> no one ever was. Except instead of Pokemon, you use like viruses and cheats and tricks in the network. So, anyway, yeah. This is a very inconvenient time to forget the. I'm gonna DDoS everyone! <laughs> wow. Wow. And the next track is actually called Momentum. Oh, wait. No, it's not. <laughs> What's the next track called, Dust? It's called Hip Shop. Mm. Hold on. on hip shop because it's oh no! Ah. What would happen okay. to the... spoiler alert? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Meow. <laughs> such a goober. Oh, no, I'm man. a task. Oh, oh meow, oh meow, oh meow. A task. We love tasks. What are y'all talking about? We'll get Delta to the Delta in chapter two. We'll get to okay. that later in the episode. All right. Let's do this. You say play very good games. You say be very good people, and then I'll say keep listening to, and then we all say blessing. Okay. Until next time. Behind the scenes, secret behind the scenes. And on that note, I guess all there is left to say is until next time. Play very good games. Be very good people. And keep listening to very, very good, good music. A PGM podcast. Wasps. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>